I'm Ashley. And I'm Lacey. And this is United States of Murder's very own Wacky Wednesday. Here we are. Here we are. Already on our sixth. This is number six. Is it? Okay, is it yeah. five or six? I think it's six. Time flies when you're talking about weirdos. Just wait. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. Dive in. The Phoenix Police Department received a call for a welfare check. Ryan Waller's parents had tried to reach the couple, as in him and his girlfriend, and after getting no response, they drove over to his house. Ryan and Heather had made plans to join Ryan's parents for Christmas dinner. They looked in from the outside, rang the doorbell, but nobody answered. This is when they decided to call the police. So police arrive at the home and knock on the door, but there's no answer. They continue to knock while yelling out, hey, it's the police. We just want to check on you guys, make sure everything's okay. And finally, they hear the deadbolt start to unlock. And slowly the door opens and standing inside is Ryan. He has a huge bruise on his left eye, like it is black and what appears to be cuts on his face. And he's just kind of standing there not saying anything. Hmm. He's not asking any questions, you know, to the cops. He's just kind of looking at them confused. So they glance past Ryan into the house and they see a woman lying on the couch. They assume it's Heather. They look back at Ryan and say, hey, what happened to your face? And he responds with an, I don't know. So they're like, he's fine, but he's acting super Mm -hmm. weird, but he seems to be okay. So they say, is that your girlfriend, Heather, on the couch? And he's kind of like, yeah, but she's just sleeping. So they tell him, well, we have to go in and wake her up and make sure that she's okay. So Ron kind of stumbles out of the way, and they walk past him to the living room to wake Heather up. And as soon as police get over to the couch, they realize that Heather is not sleeping. She is dead (gasps) from a gunshot wound to the head and had been dead for several days. What? Yes. They immediately arrest Ryan and put him outside in a squad car. He's not fighting the arrest, but he just keeps repeating that he doesn't, I don't know what's going on. So he's confused and he keeps saying, you know, I don't, I don't know what happened to Heather. She was asleep. So over the next several hours, multiple police and paramedics arrive at the home. Ryan's sitting in the back of this squad car outside and finally around 5 a.m., On December the 26th, Ryan is taken to the police station where they begin interrogating him. So anybody that's watched a police show, you know, these interrogations are recorded. There's cameras in the room and they let the cameras run and just kind of see how people are acting when they're in there alone. And you see Ryan on the video kind of sitting there with his back against the wall, not really doing anything. He looks down and sees handcuffs that are like attached to the side of the table and one's free. So he takes the handcuff and like puts himself cuffs himself. What? So then he turns and lays his head down on the table at one point. So time goes by, he stands up like he's going to walk out of the room, but obviously gets jerked back by the handcuffs. Finally, a detective walks in and tells Ryan, we need to take some pictures of your feet. He looks a little bit confused, but he starts to put his feet up on the table. Another detective comes in, starts telling Ryan, we're going to swab your feet and photograph them. And this whole process takes about 10 minutes. So he's cooperating. He sounds like he's on drugs or something. Right. So at some point throughout all of this, Ryan asks, 
can I leave? And the detective is like, no, you're under arrest for your girlfriend's murder. Like, you can't just leave. So the other detective leaves the room after the foot picks. And so there's just him, Ryan, and the other detective. Okay. And he asks Ryan, do you, do you not know why you're here? And Ryan's like, no. So at this point, the detective says, I'm going to read you your Miranda rights. And this is when Ryan starts acting even stranger. The detective can tell that he is super confused. So he kind of explains it to him. You know, when you watch TV and there's like cop shows and they read them their Miranda rights, you have the right to remain silent, yada, yada, yada. And Ron says, no. So the detective's like, you've never seen a cop show. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I have. So you can tell Ron is kind of lying. Like there's something up. Either he's on drugs, he's drunk, there's something going on. So he reads his rights and goes back to asking him questions. Like, what's the highest grade level you completed? And he says, I don't know. What? And then he says, "Uh, maybe the eighth grade. So he seems to be lying again. He asks him if he has his GD. Ron says, I don't know. I just want to go home. He says, what is the highest grade you completed? And Ron says, B. Huh? The detective is like, no, not what letter grade, what like, what year did you graduate high school? And he doesn't say anything. So this detective's like, this motherfucker is Has he been lying to me. In a bunker or He's he just spouting random things. And so then the detective decides to focus on Heather. He asks if he has a girlfriend. Ron says no, which is another lie. So he asks if he knows a girl named Heather. And he says, yeah, she's 16. Heather was 21. So that's another lie. What? He asks him what happened to his face. He says, I don't know. Maybe Heather hit me. I don't remember. Now the detective has already made his mind up that Ryan's killed Heather. Yeah. And the bruise on his face is probably caused from her attacking attacking him, fighting back. So at this point, the detective is really starting to grill him and get more aggressive. And Ryan's getting more and more defensive. He's just rambling things randomly the detective is irritated and finally says ryan there is a dead girl in your living room and i need you to tell me what happened ryan looks at him and says she's dead heather huh the detective says i don't know i need to know what happened at your house over the last couple of days ryan says the girl on my couch is dead and is genuinely acting surprised and then he just goes back to being confused and acting weird. What in the world? Yes. I have- so Ron says, these people came over and were shooting arrows, bows, and darts at me and hurt with those. That's it. That's all that happened. He says, they hit you? He says, yeah, Richie and his dad. They were trying to get their stuff. I don't know why. And they each had two revolvers and they didn't leave any shells. So... The detective's like, okay, you just said they had bow and arrows. Now they have revolvers? Yes, that's what I meant. They have revolvers. They have revolvers and they shot us. Richie and his dad. They came in and they shot both of us. 
So this detective is like, you're all over the place. You're saying this and that. And now you're saying they shot you with a revolver. Yes. In my eye. So he's like, if that were true, you wouldn't be talking to me right now. Ron says, yeah, that's what I thought too. What in the world? I don't know. So he tells the detective that he was shot first, fell to the ground, and then Heather was shot. So he just let her sleep. So the detective's pissed. He's losing his shit at this point. He accuses Ron of killing Heather, and he just keeps saying, I don't know. So this is 45 minutes into this interrogation. I would, like, have left this room yes. and found someone else to talk to, yeah. like his mom or, I don't know. Yeah, the detective cannot make heads or tails of what Ron's telling him. He's rambling. So he walks over to Ryan and takes a closer look at his face and discovers four bullet holes in Ryan's face and head. Hold on. He was a victim just like Heather. How was that not seen? How did he not see that? I'm going to... So this is all... This whole police interrogation is recorded. And he's and you can sitting watch this. across from him? Yes. Yes. He answered the door and talked to the cops at his house. Put him in the back of their patrol car. Took him to the police department this whole time. So on the afternoon of December 23rd, 2006... Ryan Waller and his girlfriend, Heather, were sitting in their living room when Larry Carver, 54, and his son, Richie, who was 23, showed up at their doorstep to seek revenge for a fight that had happened in the past. Apparently, Ryan and Richie had lived together with Heather, the three of them. He hit on Heather. Him and Ryan got into it, and Ryan kicked him out. So, Larry and Richie show up at the door and ring the doorbell. Ryan goes to see who it is. He knew who they were, refused to open the door, and Larry and his son forced their way into the home. And as Ryan was trying to close the door, Richie puts his arm inside the gun and shoots Ryan twice, point blank, in the face. Once inside, they go to the living room where Heather was sitting on the couch and shoot her dead. Oh, my god! They wanted no witnesses. Richie and his father then stole some weapons, a laptop, and flee the scene. Heather dies instantly, but Ryan wakes up a few hours later and finds her sleeping on the couch. So he goes to his room and gets in bed and goes to sleep. He wakes up the next day and wanders around his house aimlessly with severe brain damage. He has no idea what's going on. It gets dark. He goes back to bed and lays down and wakes up the next day. And it's the same thing. He's not bleeding? No. What in the world? Yes. So that next day is when the welfare check is called. And that's when they found him. They assumed he was the perp. Well, yeah. And gave him no medical care. He sat in the cop car for over six hours before being taken to the police station. Causing irreversible brain damage then was interrogated for two more hours at the police station before anyone realized the scratches on his face were fucking exit wounds from bullets. An ambulance is called immediately. He's rushed to the hospital and into emergency surgery. They removed both of his eyes and a large part of his brain. And Ryan spent 35 days in the hospital. 
He was fully dependent on his parents to care for him. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. He died in 2016, 10 years after he was shot from a seizure, which caused a burst in the brain that resulted in a lethal bleed. Oh, my God. No one at the police department to this day has been disciplined for this major fucking mistake. The fact that they ignored his severe brain injuries for hours. Okay, they wanted to take pictures of his feet. What about his face? Why yeah. did they want to take pictures not, of that? And they right. didn't realize that. Right. How? Okay. Right. He was shot you, in his eye and that was why. Okay. You have to look this video up. It's insane. Does, you see him acting, but I would have probably been the same way. Been like, I think I would have thought he was on drugs. Because you like, can did you get high and shoot your girlfriend? Like, you know what I mean? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. No, it's because he had four fucking bullets. Oh, my yes. God. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. That is so Two days, he wandered around sad. his house. I, yeah. And he thought thing. his girlfriend was sleeping and she was dead the whole time. He just thought she was asleep on the couch. So and he how would, he was like that girl on the couch? Mm-hmm. She's 16. Like, he... He didn't you know. can tell it, already his brain. Yeah. Oh, that is yes. so sad. So Richie and his dad were caught and are both serving life. They should sentences. be. That is. Horrible. And he had to live. That's ten years of what kind? And he was dependent completely on his, on his parents. What kind of life? That sucks. Yeah. That's yeah. so sad. Oh. But they never even looked at the injuries on his face, and you can see on the video, like the cop. You know, when he kind of leans in, you see it, and he's kind of looking, and he takes his hand and, like, moves his, and he goes, ow. Well, yeah, you freaking put your finger where he was shot. Yeah. I'm blown. It's insane. You need to Google it. Pull up the, you can see the interrogation video. And the cop's like, you're under arrest. And he's like. I just want to go home. Like, you can tell. He's, like, slurring Something is wrong. There's something oh, wrong. that is so. Yeah. But apparently this cop, this detective that was questioning him, had been in trouble, allegedly, in the past for singling in on this is who did it and not ever looking at other possibilities. I do hate when people do that. I they just kind of get blinders on. Yeah. But to be fair... Well, I mean, it, it's one, it's I a situation in, that's very... If I came to your door and Sam answered it and had black eyes, and I was like, where's Lacey? She on the couch? And I saw you and walked in and you were dead? And he's just roaming around. You're like, oh uh, my God, you fucking killed her. Yeah. What else could... You, yeah. Really? What else? Mm-hmm. I'm just... I'm surprised I didn't see any wounds. Like, how can you be shot four times in the head? And someone's having a conversation. Well, I think with maybe you he was shot twice. I think maybe I'm misspeaking. I think maybe he was shot twice. There were four holes because of exit wounds. Right, right. But yeah. But still, point blank, even one time in the eye has hit the table. In the eye. Like you can. So, okay, yeah. So there's an entrance mm-hmm. wound and an exit wound of mm-hmm. two. Okay, I see what you're mm-hmm. saying. Oh my God. Yes. Insane. I'll have to post a link where you can watch this if you want to. This sounds... Mm. It's bananas. Good Here Lord. is a picture of him. See that on his nose? Okay. That's an exit wound. I will share this. And then his eye. That looks like an exit wound. Doesn't it? I can... Look, like It looks there, like his skin there. is coming off. I would think that... Okay, he's... 
Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I would think that maybe it was I a guess scratch. We, I guess we know what happened right. in hindsight, but like, he does not look good. Mm-mm. Look right there. Shot there. Insane. <sighs> so, Searching for Justice, the Ryan Waller story. God. It's on YouTube. Whew. There's my that wacky case for this oh week. In that is insane. Oh well, luckily mine is not as tragic as this. It's a doozy, though. I don't mean to pick on Florida. Oh jeez, <laughs> I'm so sorry. But this is a Florida woman story. I found this on Oxygen. Well, that's new. On April 6th of 2020, Jessica Nageldinger. Nageldinger is her last name. Yes. Her family received an unwelcome Easter surprise in the mailbox of their Florida home. Well, this was, she was actually staying at her sister's. It was her sister's mailbox anyway. So earlier that day, her brother-in-law, who resided at the home, discovered a toy Easter egg, you know, the plastic Mm -hmm. kind that open up in the family's mailbox. But what they found inside the plastic orange shell shocked them. Just take a guess what was in this Easter egg. You're never going to guess. A turd. No. Weirder. A tiny dildo. <laughs> That's closer. <laughs> a cock ring. That's, I mean, you're you're on the right track. Okay, so <laughs> it was a Skittles candy drink, like one of those packets that you put in water and it stirs up and it's a, you know, like a, a water bottle drink or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like a powder crystal drink. light or whatever yeah so one of those goldfish crackers a square one single square of toilet paper all in this egg yes and i'll post the picture how is this close to a dildo and a tiny scroll of religious writings so it was like scrolled up and put in the egg okay so none of this is the weird part well it kind of is the toilet paper but okay so you open up the scroll of paper in there. It had religious writings all over it. There were images of a naked woman and two men having sex. On this tiny scroll? Yes. So, and a Skittles drink? Yes, in goldfish and one square of toilet paper. <laughs> so, okay. It was very tiny because it has to fit in a little Easter egg. So it's a little scroll. So there's a rendering of a Roman soldier spearing a crucified Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. But on, then, like, the flip side of No, the above it, based on what the blurring out. So And then below it's the sex stuff. So it's like a religious thing with sex stuff. So regardless of your religion or if you're religious or not, that's kind of a weird thing to see. You're like, what's going on here? Jessica said, quote, it was disgusting. Our concern is we have five children under the age of 10 that check the mail. This was also in the midst of COVID, and she was worried that someone purposefully spread it on the toilet paper. Because why was it there? Like the toilet paper thing, she's like someone blew their nose on it and put it in there to give us COVID. Are you looking up the picture? Oh, my God. It's a lot of stuff to fit in an egg. I mean. Okay, so a day earlier, Jessica recalled seeing a gray Honda cruise down the block. She saw a person get out and place something in the mailbox, but she didn't live there. So at this time, she didn't think it was suspicious. But when the car reappeared on the block, again, that week, she called the authorities. April Sestoni, April is in a B-R-I-L, not April was later identified as the alleged messenger of the pornographic Easter eggs. She was arrested on a Florida parkway by Flagler County Sheriff's deputy shortly afterwards. 
She was charged with 11 counts of distributing obscene material. It says she delivered around 400 Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. And she admitted to it. So 43-year-old April admitted to delivering the eggs. She was questioned by police. She went on a homophobic rant about quantum and magnetic fields, sexually transmitted diseases, and the Bible. And this was all recorded on the body cam footage while she was getting arrested. So is this, um, was it gay porn? Well, it was one woman and two men having sex. A naked woman and then the man are having sex. So, yeah, the, technically speaking. She said to them that she was enraged by local churches and had visited 59 places of worship in an attempt to confront the leaders over her concern regarding their teachings of the Bible. So she thought the gays were rewriting the Bibles. Oh, my yeah. Lord. She was frustrated because they kept ignoring her and wouldn't talk to her. So she just decided to start printing pornographic religious manifestos and hide them in Easter eggs and stuff them in friggin' mailboxes. Uh-uh. She admitted to unloading between 200 to 44 of these on April 8th alone. Mm-mm. Flagler County Sheriff Rick Staley said, In my career, I don't think I've seen anything quite this bizarre, especially around Easter. He said she was a sick and deranged religious zealot. So she was charged with 10 counts of distributing obscene material. And it was also determined she did not have a valid driver's license. She was additionally charged with driving with a suspended license and violating Executive Order 2091 for conducting travel not related to essential activity. They're just adding charges onto her. So she was booked into the Sheriff Perry Hall inmate detention facility and was held on a $7,000 bond. Mm-mm. So there, I've looked into this. There are no updated articles since 2020 because I was thinking, surely she's on drugs, but we don't know any of that. I don't... So... I'll, maybe I'll find something and I'll bring it back up. But that's oh my Lord. an Easter egg. I'll post that picture and I'll post your, I won't post your dude on the main page because that's pretty gross. But, you know, we, you can swipe, swipe. <sighs> Those are some cases. Yeah. And today I shared a story on our Instagram. Of, I was at the podiatrist, but I just posted that we're getting our <laughs> procedures done today, getting rid of our unwelcome guests. Uh, what I meant by that, I if you've listened to Wacky Wednesday, you already are supposed to know the plan. I have a planner's ward. Don't like it. It's disgusting. I have a Stone. Ashley has, Sharon Stone's been here for a year. Oh my god! I forgot to ask. Is she still with us? Yeah, she's, she's still, still here. She's made her way. She's making her she's, way down she's, the bladder. She's there now. She just has to come out. Okay. It's so time is of the essence. It is. I feel like I'm waiting on a baby. I know. We're all really like I'm very frustrated. Yeah. It's been a long it's been a year. It truly has been a year. Ugh. That's why we keep getting all the advice on I it. Know, we still I know. keep getting well, and you've needed the emails. And now she's here worked. and yeah. So that's my it's a nightmare. It, it's a fucking nightmare. Mine's not a nightmare. It's just ridiculous. They put Beetlejuice on my foot again. <sighs> it's medicine, but they, yeah. it has Beetlejuice in it. I've already covered that. But he said it could he said it could take up to two to three times. So this was my second time. He didn't make a follow-up appointment. He's like, I think this is going to get it. And I'm like, why are you so positive? You're like, you better hope it does. And he's like, the most I've ever seen is four visits of the <gasps> Beetlejuice. That's it. Oh and I'm Lord. like, okay, so stay tuned. 
and we're going to an emo night tomorrow. I'm going to be dancing around like crazy in my Converse, but my foot's going to be hurting. Okay, I don't know what this emo night is. I, I don't. So, basically, it's at the venue that's yeah, it's yeah. big, so there's going to be a DJ playing all these emo songs of the early 2000s. Like what? My Chemical Romance, mm. Paramore, mm. Taking Back Sunday. No idea. Well, anyway. I know none of this music. We're, we're going to dress up emo. It's gonna, I'm going to come in like Blair Waldorf. <laughs> you're going to have a sweater tied over you. And you're just. I'm going to be the anti. Pop gum. Like, emu. Emo. Anti-emo. Be just bright pink. I'm excited about it. Oh, I'm, Lord. I'm an emo girl uh, at heart. I don't even know what that means. I'll show you pictures. Oh, God. Um, Are these the ones that, like, their yeah. hair's dark and they you know, do Hawthorne the bangs? Eyes, Hawthorne Heights, so. No. Cut my wrists and black my eyes. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Or what my mom used to call the devil's music. Oh, Lord. But this it is stressing me it's out. It's not, like, heavy, though. It was just, like. It's whiny. whiny. Yeah. How is this going to be fun? You will. What do I wear? Black. Oh, I have tons of black. Black. Just when in doubt, wear black. Our friend Jason's going to dress up Avril Lavigne or Fifi Dobson. I can't remember. He's on the fence, I think, about which one I he's going to. I have to pull up Pinterest. So I got my first black eye. Not um, by Sam. No. Unfortunately, it's not a crazy story and it's not a funny story. I wish it was something like, I got in a fist fight behind a Denny's and you should see the other girl. But no, uh, on Halloween, I was running around and ran into my room to grab something, turned around real fast to go to the doorway, and I hit the left side of my face as hard as possible. Oh, my like God. Like on my brow bone. As I mean, and it stunned me at first, and I think I had a concussion. Because that whole night, I was kind of confused, like more confused than I normally am. That is crazy. But the next day, I slept almost 15 hours. I woke up at 4 p.m. And then I was confused and went to bed early and slept 12 hours. So, How do you sleep like that? I was just so tired. I I do good to get like six hours of sleep a day. So that's why I have so much purple eyeliner right now. And it sucks because they don't match because (sighs) my eye, even even though I put foundation on it, it's darker. So it's hard to get the colors to match. But I wore no makeup, not a shred to my podiatry appointment. And the guy looked at me and he goes, so how's everything going for you? He's like, who paid you? But he didn't, that's all he said. And I'm like, great, everything's, I didn't want to get into it, but anything else wacky happened to you? Um, I just have a kidney stone still that's irritating. I did break my kid's Halloween mask <gasps> accidentally. Before or after? Whilst trick-or-treating. No. And it was the worst thing ever. Oh, no. Any parent knows well, first, what happened was it's a light-up mask. Yeah. So we're trick-or-treating. The batteries go dead. Mm-hmm. He's eight. Everybody's, you know, everybody wants their masks on. It's lit. He's fucking with it before we even start. Now the batteries are dead. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there's no batteries. And he's like, can't you go get some? No, I'm not leaving trick-or-treating to go buy batteries. We're not even in our neighborhood. We went yeah, to a that's... friend's. So finally, I'm just like... Ask somebody at their house. Oh Lord! Do you have two AA batteries? You will save Halloween. And he bless this man. He goes inside. Oh my god! Digs around, finds them, brings them back out. I put them in. The light is on. The mask is not lighting up. He's trick or treating. 
I'm trying to do all this mm-hmm. while he's at the next house. He's just doing it without the mask. I realize I have pulled this cord out. <gasps> oh, no. Yes. So I do what any good parent does. I lie to my kid. I'm like, he didn't have any batteries. They don't work. Just wear it anyways. Just wear yeah, it, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And he is mad. Nobody knows who I am without my mat. I mean, it's a whole thing. So I finally just come clean and I'm like, listen, oh my God. I broke your mask. Why would you do that? Oh I'm like, I didn't do it gosh. on purpose, but now it's broken. So we're, just wear it. Yeah. It did not. I mean, it was the whole fucking thing. And this is the worst Halloween ever. Nobody knows who he is. I'm, I'm just in a black sweatsuit now. Uh, it was a whole thing. Oh, Kids, I'm telling I, you. Yeah. And so then his dad's like, stop pouting. Go trick or treat with your friends or we're leaving. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, if I didn't have a share wig Saturday night, I would have been pouting and been pissy too. So yeah. I'm trying to be sympathetic. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. But anyways, I guess that's my wacky. I broke my kid's Halloween mask on Halloween in the middle of trick or treating, lied to him, got caught. Don't you hate when you're caught? It just by, is yeah, a whole thing. It's, it's like, yeah, it's that was worse. it. You have a black eye. I broke my kid's mask. It's been a, yeah. So, you still have your wart. I still have my kidney stone. Yeah, well, luckily we have a couple of wacky stories from listeners to save the day. Yay! So, I have a story from Emma, and she writes, We have briefly talked a few times on Instagram. Hey! And you posted a picture of my bunny, Winnie. I just wanted to say I love you both so much, and you always make me laugh while telling while telling these horrible stories. That's not the scary part. Okay. My Wacky Wednesday story was actually on a Thursday. That's my cat. Not she, That's not an email. Sorry. <laughs> it's her cat. Sorry. It's like Frank and Kitty. This happened on a Thursday. So I go into college in Ohio for biomedical engineering, and I'm a resident assistant. That sounds fancy. Nice. Yeah. I had a haunted hallway for residence life, and I was part of the acting, and I dressed up as a doll for our child's play room to scare people like Mm -hmm. Chucky to scare students. I had a friend walk me back to my room after because I scared the shit out of myself while Mm -hmm. acting for the haunted hallway and I didn't want to mess around and think someone was following me and accidentally punched them in the face or pepper spray them out of fear. (laughs) I'm always afraid of that. Uh, Yeah. Pepper spraying someone. Anyways, I get into my room I go through my normal routine with taking off my makeup and brushing my teeth and changing into my pajamas when I start hearing this weird tapping sound. I went and checked my peephole from the door and no one was there, so I went back to getting ready for bed. I take medication because, you know, your girl's depressed and allergic to everything. (laughs) It's a combination of us. (laughs) And I hear the tapping again. At this point, my heart is pounding because I just got done scaring people and listening to haunting music for the past hour, and I think someone's out to get me. Well, I lay in bed, and just as I'm about to fall asleep, the tapping noise starts again, so I begin searching my room, and I hear it on and off for 30 minutes. I couldn't find my bunny, and I'm about to have a heart attack. Right when I'm about to just give up and go to bed, I decide to check three more places. In my closet under my couch, and on the back of my couch. I have a futon in my room, and if you don't know, futons have a ledge on the back of them for when you fold it down into a bed. So I move the back rest forward, and sure enough, there's my bunny Winnie chewing away at my futon. 
This, this little shit scared me for almost an hour just by chewing the wood on the back of my futon. Oh. And she shared a photo of the bunny in question, the damage, and her spooky makeup. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Thank you, Emma. That that would freak me out, too. I, I think I'm so used to critters making noise that I always assume noises are animals. And no. they're probably not always. I would always assume. No. And we have another quick story from Lana. Lana says, My best friend and I were around 10 years old and playing in her childhood bedroom with the doors closed. We were laughing and having a good time when we heard a loud knock on her bedroom door. We both stopped laughing and looked at each other because it was odd. Just like her mom would walk in, never knock, you know. So she yells, coming, and opens the door to no one there. We thought it was one of her dogs, but upon checking the entire upstairs, no dogs were there. Her mom confirmed the dogs were downstairs when we asked. And freaked out, but still kids, we went up to playing in her room again with the door closed. And then the knock happened again. We quickly opened the door and nothing was there. To this day, we believe it was a supernatural being playing with us. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Ashley's like, no questions. No questions. Oh, Could have been a sound vibrating that wasn't actually at the door. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of things. No, it was for sure a booger. We have, well, Sam in Samuel's bathroom, which is like our main bathroom downstairs, it, he always hears a scratching noise late at night. But we have a possum and a raccoon who I've named Julian and Ricky. And I'm like, it's one of them. It's one of them. So I'm never. That's probably true. It's something in the. And uh, Ricky the raccoon got into all my, tem- uh, I have a humongous cat treat box, like tons of temptations. He got in them and opened it with his little hands and ate every freaking one last night. Where? Where Outside. is this? Oh. I have it on the fire pit thing. I oh. just said it was closed. No, Ricky got into it. And ate them all. Yeah. Julian's innocent. Oh, my the possum. God. Oh, I can't with these names. Ricky and Julian. I'm going to run out of names. I'm just going to buy you, a baby You have book too many, yeah. And just like start you flipping need to, through. You need to start just, naming them like hurricanes just by the alphabet. Yeah. That would be easiest. Go down. So send us, keep sending us your wacky stories. We like them. We love to read them and stay tuned. I don't know. Stay tuned. Join us next week for more tales of wacky crimes and criminals to help you get through your week. Bye. Bye.